1: Me back to the
2: Welcome to Back to the Eighties Radio, the show where we talk about the good the bad and the ugly yes the ugly of the greatest decade for a lot of us thanks for being with us on another incredible friday we made it to another weekend and as always a big shout out to you listening through iheart pandora spotify tune in radio and everywhere else that you get your streaming music and podcasts now the time has come because with us as he is always is a man who has had more hair treatments than jose a and paul mitchell He is a man that has attended more concerts in Hollywood than the bands that actually played there. Here at Back to the 80s Radio, we
0: just call him the Chang. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and it is so ever beautiful and great of my comrade (laughs) to mention the good, the bad. And yes, this is Chang, the ugly part of Back to the 80s. Welcome to another rendition of our version of that great, great decade, the 80s. I've been away from my microphone a few days. Yes, you have. Let's (laughs) dig deep into our show. You know, by
2: the way, Chang, welcome back. From the bottom of our hearts here, you know, we missed you. A little note to say thank you to a few awesome people. You know, last night, Chang, was the tribute concert of the six greatest performers Oh, who passed away at age 27. The show at the Troubadour last night was called 27, The Show. The ultimate tribute concert played to a packed house, man, at the Troubadour, a lot smaller than I had envisioned it, with a humongous stage. was tinier in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. They portrayed Robert Johnson, Janis Joplin, oh. Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain and Amy Winehouse. I got to tell you, man, it was amazing. Great performers. The show will be playing, coming up at uh, Vacaville Performing Arts Center on June 16th, at the Montgomery Theater in San Jose on the 17th, and at the Montgomery Theater in Fresno on June 24th. Maybe you, my friend Chang, can be in Fresno on the 24th of June. Big thanks to all of our fans who were able to attend because I know there were many who were there the show was great the performers were awesome great voices great talent and i can't stop here i have to give a huge thank you to gina defranco the executive producer of bwaroc.org the humanitarian rock concert which will be held in florida on april 1st 2023 more information about that it's going to be at the pompano beach amphitheater if you missed live aid 85 now's your chance. A big thank you to Eric Himmel, the co-producer, musical director, and guitarist of The 27 Show. Adi Argelazi, who sings as Janis Joplin. And Gabe Masca, who plays as Kurt Cobain. You guys rocked it last night. Stay tuned, because coming up next, only here on Back to the 80s Radio, we have a huge rock star talking with us about the 80s, music, and a lot more.
0: 80s ladies, that's right get that aqua net ready because uh get close to those speakers because we've got one sexy 80s rock star you are locked and loaded to back to the 80s hey some
2: of you remember the 80s vibes, right well it lives loud and proud on back to the 80s with my pals Toscato and Chang this is back to the 80s radio if you just joined us You've come at a great time because we've got a fantastic extended segment with a hard rocker who started in the 80s. He's a singer, songwriter, went on tour singing with the Doors in 2010, from albums to movies, concerts. But he is best known as the lead vocalist, Mr. Steelheart himself, Milenko Matyevich. Now, did I say that right? You did perfect. You were in the 2001 the movie Rockstar singing the voice for Mark Wahlberg's character Chris Izzy Cole.
3: Correct. Yes, that was the uh, the voice in the song We All Die Young. I contributed That was uh that was uh, one of my songs that was on my third album The Wait Record. We recorded it for that movie. The notes that that you
2: reach are just Phenomenal, so yeah.
3: I, I I love it. Oh, I like that you like
2: it. If I'm not mistaken, the band came out Steelheart in 1989. Was that the release of
3: Steelheart? Correct. No, it was uh, originally it was called Red Alert, but we had to change the name because um, there was a DJ at Red Alert in New York. So then we uh, we scrambled. It's funny. The last minute, the album was done, everything's done. We we're sitting and scrambling, coming up with a new name, and we came up with Steelheart. Right at Barney's Beanery here in uh, Los Angeles, actually. Yeah, that was the birth of. Steelheart in 1989.
2: And that first album, Steelheart, sold over a million copies. Is there a more precise number?
3: Yeah, there's a lot more of that worldwide. It's way over 2 million. And probably could have been even more, but uh, we came in a tail end of um, you know the whole rock era and then grunge took over kind of thing. So yeah. uh, I think if we came in like in 1986 or something, I feel it would be pretty pretty intense. But you know what? What's beautiful is that there's so many people rediscovering the band now and and actually doing cover songs of my songs now that are people that are 20, 21 years old. Who knows? Maybe there's a whole new beginning here, you know? What's
2: really cool is that you got to do a lot of things between movies and your own projects.
3: Really interesting. Now, first of all, I don't know if you guys know, I was also the singer for The Doors for a while with Raymond Eric and Robbie Krieger. Yeah. John did yep. Or, but i did two major tours uh, uh transcending the late jim morrison and well jim passed away at 27 as well you know wow. and close to my birthday is november 30th and i think he passed what, was it december or something or third or fourth or something like that so i mean ironically i escaped the death of 27 somehow they spared me because in 1992 after my second album we were on the road my manager said hey you want to do um we were on a 49th show and he said, Hey, you want to do another show? Uh, and we'll make a 50 and then we'll go home and, and relax for a minute before we go back out. I said, yeah, great. Let's do it. Went to Denver arena and, um, we're performing Halloween night. They had these lighting trusses stand up on both sides of the stage, but yeah. they didn't secure the ceiling. You know, I'm rocking out. And I just, I barely touched one, man. And it just, I felt it wobbling and I tried to get out of the way. And as I'm running, trying to get out of the way, jumping over the monitors, it hit me directly in the back of the head. Ugh. And I, I hit the stage face first, broke my nose, my cheekbone, twisted my back, my knee. It was awful. Without a doubt, I should have been dead. And you can watch it, actually, on YouTube. You can oh. see it was excellent. accident.
2: You were performing Dancing in the Fire, if I'm not mistaken, from yep. the Tangled in Rain's album.
1: Damn.
3: That's right. Dancing in the fire. And the fire definitely burned me. Jeez. It was... Uh, so, you know, it's kind of interesting. It's like I, um, I kind of uh, almost went into that, you know, that whole energy space for some reason. And... Uh, but, you know, they didn't take me. Right. They didn't take me. And I was... I just turned 28, I believe. Literally just turned 28. So I was 27. So maybe that's why I didn't count. Because I didn't... Uh, I mean, I was right there. Yeah.
2: You were spared into... Then Steelheart had a new lineup, released the album "Weight" in '96, and then right. the album "Good to Be Alive" in 2008.
3: Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was a it was an insane recovery. I don't even know how I made the weight record. Honestly, it was weird because it's just the the accident was. Uh, it just so prolonged that I lost memory and then I became fuzzy and then I was in and out and I was here, I was there. I was just never present, you know, yeah. and it came years, years to, uh, to really recover and kind of put the electrodes back together, you know? And right now I feel good. When you did the movie, how, how was the performing? And because
2: that must've been a busy schedule as well. You know, when you're doing anything for movies, uh, that they gotta be grueling for you.
3: It's, uh, yeah, it was intense. I mean, the whole, the whole project was pretty intense, but it was amazing. You know, we had a great time doing it. The band was amazing. It was great rehearsing with the guys. It was me, Zach Wild, Jason Bonham and, uh, Jeff Pilson. I mean, what a band, you know, we had a great time doing it. It was, uh, you know, a lot of ups and downs drama, normal, normal movie making and, you know, rock stars. It was great. That's all I can say. It was a lot of fun and we, I feel we created an amazing, um, Album and everyone hasn't heard all the songs that I sang on that record because there um, there was only three on the actual album, yeah. but I did sing seven and they are pretty damn good. On a good note, the other thing I want to say is that possibly Steel Dragon may actually do some shows in the near future.
2: Now that is something I would definitely like to hear more about. Now jumping over to 2010 when you got together with the Doors you know, Ray Manzarek mm-hmm. and uh, Robbie Krieger. How was that experience for you on a personal level, being that every rocker on earth knows Jim Morrison? And, and how was that to be a part of that?
3: Well, you know, that's, that's it's interesting. Uh, I'll tell you the quick story that I was looking for a new manager. And then I had uh, lunch with the manager, Tom, and we're talking and he goes, you know, I manage this band that's, uh, you know, it's pretty famous. They sold over 80 million records, and uh, we're looking for a new singer, and I think you may be a good candidate. Would you be interested in in, uh, auditioning? And I was like, well, who's the band? And he said, The Doors. And I was like, wow, okay. Uh, Sure, why not? I'll give it a shot. Well, sure enough, I came in, I sang one song, two songs, three songs. Ray's like, can you sing another one? Another one, we did another one. Can you sing another one? We did another one. I learned like 10 They're coming in there, you know, I wanted to make <laughs> yeah. sure I was ready. I, I, I didn't leave. It was done. I didn't even leave the place. It's like, you know, would you like to do the, um, the tour with us?
2: Phenomenal. And
3: uh, it was, you know, I got to tell you, it was in situations like that, like the movie, like, uh, you know, joining uh, a famous, super famous band, legendary band. It's not just a famous band. It's, uh, you know, it's a lot deeper than that. Sure. It's you need to be invited into a space like that. You know, there's so many other elements that are involved, not just m- money or or things. You, you got it's got to be the right time. It's got to be the right energy. And then the gods got to go, OK, come on in. Yeah, and, we're
2: talking this is the planets have to align in perfect yeah. uh, order and and just have picked you. This is a not not coincidence. It's it's beyond yeah, that.
3: It's, it's a, right. It's a, and then and then you accept, you know. I mean, I had Jim come to me many times, many times when, when I first, when I first was going to, uh, even before I even went out to LA to, to do an audition. I mean, I had amazing moments with Jim. It was very real, whether I made it up in my head or, or, uh, you know, there's another level of, uh, connection, but I'll tell you one night we're playing Prague in this amazing theater. It was massive theater. And, um, and I remember going up to the microphone, and something says, speaking to me, say, "Stop, you know, don't, no, stop, don't say anything, don't do anything, just stay here, stay with me, stay, and just close your eyes, feel the music. No, just stop, wait, 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 you know. And, and Ray is looking at me. I know he's he's watching me every night. He's facing me sure. when he's at the waist set, you know. And then it was one moment. And it, was just, it was just okay. Now, stink and then it was random music so it was just it's just magic and i know everyone felt it everyone felt um, that was one of if you read some of the um, reviews that was one of the most powerful um, how would i say uh, tours that i've done right it was really intense it was beautiful beautiful well, thank
2: you because there was there was something more there was a a spiritual aspect to it one of the things that we talk a lot about We do recognize music today. We do recognize that uh, there are a lot of wonderful musicians. However, we also do recognize that music, when it started, uh, whether whether you're talking about the Doors to the Rolling Stones to any bands in the 80s, because it was a first of their kind for us back then, it left a certain mark and a footprint in in our soul. And that's something that I just... You know, it's like one of those athletes that comes around once every 20 to 30 years. And the same thing with music. We had it so good back
3: then. I I, I agree with you. What I, what I think is that, first of all, I don't think there's enough of people teaching the younger generation, you know, or directing them, let's say that. Guiding them. That's the word. Back in the day and still today, that's the way I write. I write from life experiences. Yeah. You know, bands bands like all those bands in those days they they couldn't make a record because they make a record. they didn't live enough you got to live in order to make certain style of songs you know yeah to touch the hearts of millions and millions uh, you got to live it the one the one band that i feel has been gifted beyond i don't know how many gods or spirits were around these characters were the beatles you know yeah because they were able to write things in such layman terms that were genius. I mean, it's like so simple, so e- e- well said, you know, where it would connect with all everybody. Today, I there it's a lot of confusion, you know, the kids and everyone. There's this, it's a it's a crazy world. I mean, everything's a free download. Let me get this free, and let me do this, let me grab this. Where is the life experience? Where is the moment of? Where's that moment? When, you know, back in the day you hear a song, the song helped you through your day, helped you if you were like suicidal, helped you if you were on drugs, helped you if you were, you know, an alcoholic or helped you just give you love when you were with your first girlfriend, the backseat of a car. It was just moments of music that were just, I guess I would say it was a deeper level of uh, connection, you know. Yeah. Now, a lot of the music, I'm not saying today, there's some wonderful, amazing artists today as well. A lot of it's just made a little too quickly. You know, let's bang it out. Let's. Uh, this is what's happening. Let's put a little bit of this. Let's put it out. There's a little bit of this. All right, there it is. Like, yeah. ah, and how long does that last? Will you be, is it for today and is it for tomorrow?
2: Yeah. Uh, one of the things that we've lost, and we talk about this all the time here, is the experience. The experience of it all. Because we all remember what it was when you heard, for the very first time, a, a song that we fell in love with, and then we had to go to the record shop or or our nearest music store and look for it. And when we, you know, you're there searching, and when you found it, it was like gold. And you looked at the back at the covers, and and you, you purchased it. And it was listening from song one to song 13, 14, or 15, or whatever amount of songs. And it became an experience. We yeah, didn't, you're on a journey. Yeah, and and unfortunately today we have a lot of you know you pick and choose and you just create a playlist and then you don't go outside of that and you miss out on the entire heart of the performer, the artist, which is the reason why he recorded that to begin with.
3: Exactly. Exactly. And not only that, it's also the artwork. There's there's so much involved, you know. But first of all, writing the song. And then the experience of leaving where you live, you know, if you're in, let's say, New York, a lot of people would, including myself, I wouldn't want to make a record there. I would leave, I'd go to Los Angeles, I would go to London, you know, and go to different parts of the world to bring in more of the energy of clarity. And then you create, when you're finished with a record, then you make the album cover. All the art is, that is also important because it represents The journey it represents that you know that why you wrote those songs, what came to you during those songs. I mean, being an artist is a really special thing, you know, and I really, I really see it clear. And uh, I would love nothing more than to, you know, maybe down the road that's my, uh, that's my future. I don't know, but grab all the Buddhas because I really feel you know the true artist is a messenger, is a channel and information. But now there's so many; it's just ludicrous. Seventy thousand uploads a day to Spotify.
2: A little while ago, I was talking with a uh, a broadcaster, and I was talking to him just flat out. I go, "You know what pisses me off?" And this just happened recently when I investigated. Like bottom line, what do the artists? What do they get from the streaming services? Because I had a, a young a young fellow say, "Well, this is no, well, this is so much better than the '80s when bands had it back then," because now. You get the uh, artists producing from their own home, et cetera, et cetera. So I started investigating, and I came to find out, exactly, I came to find out that there was this this, this young lady in in Austria, I believe. She's a violinist, and she has Mm -hmm. every single month, faithfully, 600,000 downloads. And there are artists that have a lot more. But this young lady has 600,000 downloads faithfully every single month. She gets Mm -hmm. paid by Spotify 12 euros a month.
3: Yeah, I, I if anyone knows this game better than I do, and I'm saying what I'm saying, it's it's become like a damn scam, okay? YouTube, please make a video. Of course, what do they care? The more videos you put up there, the more commercials that come out. Yeah, and and if you want your video to be seen, well, I'll tell you what, you better hit some Google ads. And if you hit Google ads, it's all about the big ones are making the money. The exactly. Spotify's, the Pandoras, the the YouTube. And this is what I'm talking about. This is where the true artists, first of all, there's so many people in the way are making music and, and I and I respect everybody to make music. Please you should be making music. Sure. But you know, when you have true artists that are struggling to be heard or to be seen, we're actually almost gypping ourselves in a way because we're losing out on serious beauty information, songs you know, whatever you want, however you want to, uh, can describe it, but there's just too much shit in the way. I guess, let me just say that. All right. I mean, I, I've been doing this 30 years. I've traveled the world extensively. I've been on stages, Olympic stadium to, to bars. And I got to tell you, uh, my heart is such, I got so much fire in me to keep going, but I've never worked harder in my life Yeah. and I am pretty well known in a lot of places. And I got to tell you, it's 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 a lot of work to break through just the the fog of people. There's there's just so much, uh, so much material and videos, and and then there's these you know you got so many people that are great on social media. I mean, it's It's, ludicrous. At times, I get
2: sickened and overwhelmed by the amount of releases that are out there by by everybody in their and their nephew who wants to record, and a lot of these people they rather become famous than become an actual artist.
3: Right, exactly. Because I will, look, a true artist as myself, okay, I will tell you this, and I've been on the floor several times during this journey, whether I liked it or not. Like, they just pulled the rug on you. All of a sudden, boom, everything goes wrong. What happens? All of a sudden, anything can happen, okay? But you keep going, because why? It doesn't matter if you're living in a mansion or you're sleeping on the curb. You're still creating music because it's what you do. It's who you are. That's when you're the most happiest. And if you really are truly honest with yourself and you do what you really like doing, you'll be happy and you'll be amazing at it. And life will never let you go or drop you. You may may experience moments of pain, of growing pain, so to speak, what I call it, but they will never throw you to the curb if you're honest. This is where it gets tricky. I just feel like you know, so many people they want to they want to be rock stars. Not everybody's a rock star. Yeah, that's you know, true. maybe you're a manager. Well, then why don't you be a manager and be a damn good one? You know, yeah. and help the rock stars who they truly are because they need they need you know artists need they need love. They need to be understood. They need to be. There's some artists that are pain the ass. Let's let me say that too. Sure. You know, who are too cool for school, and then that don't work either. But there's a lot of them there that just just need to be. That's what they do. They're like, like little buddhas. Yeah. We got to treat them, you know, help them and help them reach the goals of where they belong. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Steelheart.
1: Oh, My name is Silas and I'm one of the hosts on Uploading Podcast. On my show we talk about tech and gaming news stories that you probably wouldn't hear about on other podcasts. Japanese gaming furniture brand Abahavit launched its first gaming bed. We'll also chip in our own quirky opinions and a lot of weird adult jokes. This version of her has very <laughs> <they took> the boobs. <laughs> it's just coming out soon. <laughs> That's what he said. That's what Intel said. So if you enjoy that, search Uploading Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Captain Loggins
2: and you're on a cruise.
1: You're listening to Back to the 80s.
2: We are back here at Back to the Eighties Radio. With us today, we have Steel Heart Milenko Matijevic. We were talking about the music business and, and uh, very lightly, and we talked a lot about what's going on today. But now I want to talk to you about something that I heard from Gina DeFranco, otherwise known as Gina D, the Party Diva. She mentioned this a little bit earlier that you have a song coming out, and I believe it's related to peace.
3: Yeah. I, I do I uh, we did release it already and it's uh, growing we're building it it's growing very nicely um, I wrote a song called Trust and Love and it's two years in the making uh, when I started it was uh, right at the pandemic and I, um, I wanted to make a big chorus uh, like kind of like you know so the world can sing it and what I started I originally wrote it for the unification. Uh, for the peninsula of Korea. I do a lot of work in Korea. Mm-hmm. And and at that time, I believe it was always some fighting and I'm going to drop this bomb and I'm going to do this and, and the human trafficking. And it's just like, oh man, I'm you know, watching the news and I came by the piano and I, and I sat down at the piano and it was just like literally the first thing that came out, trust and love, trust and peace. I can't live till I know I'm free. And it was like, okay, well, this is coming too fast, easy. So let me just go with it. So I started writing it, and I wrote it in English, of course, and um, and I put on my website, I put the chorus up, me singing it, and I reached out to all my fans, I said, hey, guys, please sing the chorus and send it to me. I don't care if you're good, bad, I don't care, just give me your soul, give me your heart, and sing it, and send it to me. And I got over like close to 350 people that sent me in their vocals. Some sounded great. Some didn't sound so good. It didn't matter, you know, and some, some even sang into the phone with a, with a, uh, a video. And sadly, one of the girls, I know she came to my backstage so many times. Um, she had cancer and she passed away during, uh, that was the last thing she sung, Mm. you know, my chorus. And I believe she died a week or two after that. So I did, I put everyone on the chorus, and the song, um, It just kept growing. We did, I sang it in Korean and it kept building. And then I was like, wow, you know what? This is even greater than just, than what I'm thinking or what I'm doing. It's just taking me somehow. It just took me to another level, you know? And then I said, well, why don't I sing it in Croatian? I was born in Croatia. So I sang it in Croatian. And then I said, well, uh, you know, Italy's across the channel there. Why don't I do it in Italian? So I sang it in Italian. And I was like, okay, I can see what's going on here. And then (laughs) before you know it, then I did Spanish. I did Chinese. I did Portuguese, Hindi, um, Japanese, Korean, English. There's 10. Russian. And I did Russian as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
3: we released uh, the English version. And you can see the video if you want. to see um, Trust and Love English version or Trust and Love Korean version. The video is... um, pretty intense. We don't really see videos like this anymore. This is like back in the day we would make these incredible videos, things that are, you know, just really cool videos that people would spend money on. Nobody spends money on videos anymore. Yeah. Which I understand because it's all free and it's kind of like crazy. But um I don't know, I I did it because I wanted to do it. It's my gift to the world. It's my gift we had to see if I could raise the vibration. You know, because I feel feel a new world is here. We all know something new is right in front of us. Yeah. And we have one person testing our intelligence right now.
2: There's a quote that I found that came from you. That is where Mm -hmm. you say, quote, My heart tells me the time is now for us to rise to a new vibration and find peace in ourselves, the respect for each other, and then the understanding will follow effortlessly, end quote. Yes. And that is ground-shaking. You know, there have been very few songs throughout these decades that can that can move mountains, and I think this is one of those.
3: Oh, I, I appreciate it. Thank you. It, I really, really hope it reaches the hearts of uh, millions.
2: All right, this is Steelheart. This is Milenko with Trust in Love. I want you to think about it. Close your eyes, because this is an inspirational anthem in support of global peace. can say is wow one of the slogans or mottos for back to the 80s radio is introducing the 80s to a whole new generation and I think that spirit and the the soul the creativity the compassion for something different for for change is heard through the song I can find no better time as now to be playing and singing this song
3: oh perfect yeah thank you I mean, it's, uh, I'm happy that it, uh, that you see it and I truly hope that, uh, you know, it catches on and the world sees it because it's, um, it's honest. Maybe that's the best word to say. It's honest. It's not, uh, it, it was, I didn't write this, uh, with respect to all, you know, everyone's helping Ukraine and I really respect that, Yeah. but I didn't write it to, to jump on a bandwagon, so to speak. I wrote this two years ago. It, yeah. This was two years in the making just to be released now. And again, like I said, it's something else driving me, something else doing this. It's not just me creating this. You know, there's a lot of elements that I don't even know how came together. The video, there's over 700 people in this video that created this video.
2: Jeez.
3: Yeah, I had Robert uh, uh, Altman, uh, Bobby Altman, as my first uh, DP, who is the late Robert Altman's uh, son, I mean, really powerful people came together on this, and, um, and that's what it's about. The song is about the unification of people, putting people together and, and rising to a new vibration. And time is now. It is. This is it. Time's ticking, guys. Y- it's ticking. You need to live. It feels like a prophetic
2: calling to the world through music.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's exactly what, and again, like when I was invited into doing the movie, when I'm invited into doing an album of my own, when I'm invited to do uh, The Doors, this was the same thing. It's like if I'm invited to create this and I created it, there's a 40-piece there's a orchestra on there. I mean, it was no, it's not like a, again, I'm going to say this, it wasn't premeditated. Yeah. It wasn't something, let me do this to be the big hot shot. This is my gift. This is it. You know, you know um, uh, what I, you
2: just said that you didn't plan it like many people would would, would think if you start thinking, oh, well, I'm going to come up with this big, big, humongous uh, hit that's going to unite the world or, yeah. or would that, it doesn't end up happening. So, you're abs- yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, so things had to be there. Destiny had to call on you and
3: you, right. you take the calling for such a time as this, uh, they say. The thing is, you know, when you do have something like this, it's again it's really interesting. You have a, you know, such a song that's so powerful and yet, you know, you sit back and you just don't know what's going to happen. You know, you can do the best you can promoting it. It really needs to touch the hearts. And the most difficult thing is for it to actually be heard, to be able to be judged or, or, you know, accepted or not, you know, yeah. and considering the amount of music and things that are out there, it's, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how the song um, develops or breaks through on its own, because it's, it's, in, it's in life's hands.
2: There's definitely an ocean of different artifacts that are in this ocean of music. Out of these artifacts, there's always treasure that comes and rises to the top. Let me ask you this on a, on a different note. If you had the opportunity just mm-hmm. just one opportunity one chance to do something over again back in the 80s or when you were first beginning your journey as an artist
3: what would you do over you know you know I would like to do many things over the thing is this saying what I would like to do over there's so many there's there's just way too many other elements in place to say that because the first thing that hit me right away is I would like to, I would like to do my childhood over okay, because it sucked, you know what I mean, and, and my, my, my father was a a crazy man, he was always hammered, you know, it was just, it was just like, grew up walking on eggshells all the time, you know, and I'm writing, and I wasn't allowed to, um, because originally, I started with country music, and Johnny Cash, which I love, you know, but then I heard Robert Plant scream, and I was like, okay, this is a whole this is me, you know, and, When I went into that space, my father, it was just, it was just a lot of work just to be alive, you know, Yeah. and it was just like, I would like to do that over and someone and to give me, you know, give me support. When I see families and uh, fathers and mothers and they have their kids or whatever they in their music or they're doing art or they're whether they're actors, whatever have you, and they genuinely are giving them support to help guide them and grow. It's so beautiful. It's so powerful because they build such a strong human being. Honestly, I don't know how I came out the way I did because I should I should have been a crazy drunk alcoholic, you know what I mean? But I'm none of those. So I don't know, maybe work backwards, but I will say, I would love to do that over again, but not the way I did it. I would like to have, maybe I'd like to have a father that was more loving and, help me because I feel I would have evolved and grew and penetrated much quicker than what I did.
2: Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Did you ever identify with the video with D Snyder? Yeah. Where where yeah. the where the father comes in and says,
1: What do you wanna do with your
3: life? I wanna rock No, I remember that. I remember that distinctly. But you know, usually, you know, especially in the eighties and seventies, eighties, you know, if you want to be a musician immediately everyone thinks that that's it, he's gonna be on drugs right be an alcoholic and he's going to be a loser you know and that's what they're mostly afraid of you know and it's the fear factor instead of looking at the the talent factor yeah. you know what i mean yeah
2: steel heart milenko it was a pleasure having you on back to the 80s radio and it was awesome to get to meet you in person at the troubadour last night at the 27 the show the ultimate tribute concert I look forward to having you back on the program to talk 80s, to talk music, to talk rock. I appreciate you being here. All right, thank you for having me. You're listening to Back to the 80s Radio. This is Steelheart and their album, Wait, with their hit song, We All Die Young.
1: Risk my soul, test my lady, for my name. My time lost in Spain mm-hmm. Am I? Commercials, bad. Music, good. Now with zero commercials. Please help support and send your donation today.
2: We are going back to the 80s. This has been the one and only Back to the 80s Radio with Toscano and Chang. Thanks for sharing your Friday with us. Now go out there and do something good for society. Till next week.
0: Chang here before I release you to another Changtastic weekend and a Changerific week. I want you all to remember you matter. You stay lifted. You stay gifted. Go out there and stand up for yourself. Stand up for somebody else that can't stand for themselves and always stand up for something greater than yourself. I want to wish you all an hasta la vista. Hasta luego. Hasta mañana. Adios. Arrivederche. Sayonara. Later, bros. Neo and to all my homies in the barrio's all around orally
1: me back to the glory.